Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, cryptocurrencies have become much more mainstream. As a result, many people heading into retirement are wondering if it's right for them. Is it worth the risk? The bottom line, crypto remains a gamble and you need to be smart about your investment. On today's show, some cryptocurrency questions answered. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Joseph Lanz is here as well. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And Eric is a, uh, well, he's president of Retirement Wealth. He's a fiduciary independent and so much more. And uh, Eric, good morning How or good day. How are you? Good morning, Steve. How are you? Very, very well. Thank Joseph. Everything good? Everything's good. Great to be here. All right. And uh, so this is going to be a great conversation. We talked about this last week that we were going to talk about crypto, and I've yeah. kind of been looking forward to it because I, I think you've got a perspective that not a lot of folks have and, and perhaps some insight. Um, so, yeah, let's let's dig in. I mean, certainly uh, crypto's made a lot of people really rich and uh, really not rich. It's crazy. I mean, I, I have several friends that are that have millions in it. And um, I mean, and, and the interesting thing is, is that they have millions that I never knew about until a few years ago. Um, I never knew that they were into it so much. And it was just something that kind of started out. And the, the people that have significantly ma have made money from this started nine and 10 years ago. I mean, it's it's not like they just started, you know, three, four years ago and, and they have millions. I mean, uh, my one friend has been buying and mining this for years. And, you know, it's, it was like a little hobby of his that I never knew existed. Um, and, you know, we're also having people come in with millions of dollars in cryptocurrency. But we also see it's just like the gambler. They're always going to tell you how much they won. There's also a lot of people who will never tell you how much they lost. I mean, people have made a small fortune, few, but also many people have lost a fortune. And so it's an incredibly volatile asset. Um, and, and people have to realize the volatility of it is pretty nasty sometimes. Sure. Well, I mean, I mean, you look at Bitcoin and, you know, just a casual observer, it goes from, you know, it was up at what, 60 some odd thousand dollars, maybe right. uh, six or eight weeks ago. And now it's what, 30,000. I mean, that's that's a big swing in a short amount of time. So here's here's something interesting. And, and this is where really the psychology comes in, because people, when they're in the thick of it, they don't know how to act sometimes. And a friend of mine up in Tampa has a million her had a million and a half dollars in cryptocurrency and it was late September I told him take five hundred thousand dollars right now and buy something tangible and we we're actually thinking about buying like a condo that he could rent out or do something that would bring in rental income and the, the, the bottom line was you were reducing that volatility you were pulling from your gains and you were buying something that was 100% tangible. You can put your hands on, it's real, it's going to create income the very, very rest of your life and also more than likely appreciate in value. And he's like, I can't do it. And so now all of a sudden you see where, you know, Bitcoin has gotten crushed and it's like, he looks at his account and he's like, why didn't I listen to you? Like, that was the intelligent thing to do. That's why you're and, the advisor. Jeez. Exactly, Steve. And it's it's not like we were ripping the whole account apart. We were literally peeling some of the gains off and distributing them somewhere else. It just made sense. But like I said, our emotions take over. We end up making bad decisions. And now, I mean, it, it's like, it's it just, it, it saddens me to see that. 
and it's not only just with crypto it's a lot it's with a lot of other things that we offer our clients you know when we offer them something we're offering them something that's going to benefit them over a long time but it's hard to see in the moment sometimes sure exactly and you know uh, there are still people who say i i don't even talk to me about crypto i i, I don't understand it and i never will and i think that there's a there's a large hunk of the population that's there of course people don't really still understand crypto or what it is i mean the main idea is that it's different than stocks and you're not buying into a company or buying into somewhat of a digital asset or a digital currency. But I think the, the tricky thing, too, with, with finance and, and really analyzing this is when Eric and I are investing in a portfolio and we look into a stock, we're really diving into the company that's behind the stock. So we're able to then value that by looking at P.E. ratios, cash flows, balance sheets, earnings, fundamentals, right? The net profit margins. And, you know, so we're able to look at all these things that give us an idea. OK, compared to its stock price right now, is this overvalued, undervalued? Is it fair market really right now? And then we can make our decision on if it's a good buy or not. Now, if you take crypto, on the other hand, it's not tied back to a company. It's a digital currency, and it's deregulated, it's decentralized, which is a big thing that people love about it. However, it also makes it very difficult to value. You know, if somebody came to me and said, hey, you shouldn't, and I mean, we've all heard this before, you know, when it, at, at any price Bitcoin is, you always have that one person that's like, hey, if you're not getting into it right now, you know, you're missing out. But I want to know why. What What do you see in it? What is the thing that's behind it? What are the things, the facts and the data that's telling you that, okay, this is undervalued right now and that you should buy into it? Right. And and so do you have a lot of clients asking questions about crypto? Are they interested in getting into it? Because as a, as a retirement tool, I know it's getting a little bit of buzz. Yeah. I mean, everybody asks about it, but I mean, they, they don't understand. <laughs> People don't like volatility. But they, they don't understand. They, they just have a fear of missing out. Like, no, I have to have Bitcoin. Why do you have to have crypto? You don't have to have it. And so the thing is, is that like what Joseph just said, there's a lot of research that can be done. Now, people want to own it just to own it. They don't know anything about it. They don't even understand it. They're like, I don't even know what a Bitcoin is. Like, I don't know where it comes from. I, I don't know how it exists. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, even Warren Buffett says, understand what you're investing in, right? I mean, understand a little bit about what the company does. You know what Coca-Cola does. And so you don't know what Bitcoin does or is, but yet you have to have it in your portfolio. So a lot of times, like I said, it's more the thing. It's like the in thing. Uh, you know, it's the uh, vogue to own Bitcoin or crypto, but you better know what you're doing. And uh, so often the, the case is that that's not true and or not. They don't know what it is. I mean, if you mention blockchain to somebody, their eyes are going to glaze over and go, oh, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So blo <laughs> blockchain is probably emerged as one of the most disruptive factors in the technology sector. Really? And, okay. And, yeah, for sure. And, and and again, nobody really understands it. So while people still prefer pure crypto in its entire form, there's others that are looking for options towards stocks that also support Bitcoin. And blockchain would be one of those. So, I mean, if, if you're really taking a look and you want to be in the crypto world, there's other ways to go into it. And why not go into it with ways that support blockchain or support crypto through blockchain and so what blockchain is basically it's a digitally distributed decentralized public ledger that exists across a digital network in other words it's basically just recording or doing providing an accounting of information 
that makes it difficult or impossible to change, hack, or cheat the system. It's basically creating a timestamp. So if I sell, let's say, um, $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, it's actually going to, going to go into blockchain, be timestamped when I sold it, and if I buy something else, it's going to timestamp when I bought something else. So it's tracking all of your digital transactions through a ledger. And that never really existed before. The, uh, cryptocurrency uh, exchanges were like the wild, wild west. Well, blockchain has kind of organized all of that. And so there are ways to invest in blockchain that you can take advantage of crypto. And that's what people are, are more interested in. Uh, NVIDIA is a, a great example. Uh, NVIDIA is actually a, a huge part of blockchain. And uh, so there, there are several different in, uh, investments like Amazon, Microsoft, IBM that support uh, blockchain. And, and, and again, it's just a great way to have a little bit of partial uh, exposure. exposure exposure to, to it. it. Yeah, thank you. And um, it's just like I said, you don't have that volatility in there as well. Sure. The the uh, I mean, it's an interesting concept, and I think something that the, you know the Feds are not really involved in crypto at this point, but oh, they want to be. How do you see regulation happening, or do you see regulation happening with this? So it's funny you say that because there's actually a bill that I believe just got signed last week, and it's trying to get executive orders passed by um, the president right now for regulation on cryptocurrency. So a big, like we were saying before, a big reason why people love crypto and want to get into it so much is because it's deregulated and decentralized. Now, obviously, as soon as the government gets their hands on anything, it's going to become a lot less decentralized and deregulated because they're pretty much trying to regulate it, like you just said. Um, so I think that it, you are going to see a, a drop in the hype around it or the um, massive buy-ins around it once their government starts kind of putting their hands into it and, and starting and trying to regulate things um, with the cryptocurrency world. I mean, there's even talks of America creating their own digital currency. And then think about what that would do to the rest of the cryptocurrencies. If the government's creating one, then what's the point of all the other ones, essentially? I mean, it's it's there's so much that is going on now that the government wants to take their put their hands into it and get involved with regulations and a lot of things that could simply take away a lot of the benefits of cryptocurrency by these laws getting passed. And again, do you see this as a long term? I mean, is it only going to get bigger and more important and certainly more widely used? Well, with with the government getting involved, I think that um, it's going to give it more popularity than it already has. However, it depends on which way it goes. I mean, if the government goes and, and, and they go off trying to regulate it and then start creating their own digital assets, then I think it's really going to have a really big negative effect on all the other uh, crypto coins that are out there right now. Um, but them regulating it is pretty much saying, hey, we know what this is, we know what's going on. And uh, pretty much we want our fair share with it as well. Yeah. Sure. Well, again, I, I mean, this is a we've barely scratched the surface of crypto, uh, but we do need to take a break. And Eric, why don't we invite folks to come in? And, and because if, if they come in and sit down with you, you can have that conversation about crypto, can't you? Absolutely. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. 
We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we will be giving it away to you complimentary with no obligation. Sounds fantastic, folks. Here it is. It's a great opportunity to really come on in, sit down, talk about this, talk about crypto, talk about, well, all things headed towards your retirement. Put that financial roadmap together. It's a chance for you to get a true, practical financial review, and it's a phone call away, 800 779 9942. You heard Joseph, five callers right now. Get that comprehensive financial review. You see where you are today, but more importantly, you end up with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. So in short, you got nothing to lose. Call right away. 800-779-1942. Five callers right now. 800-779-1942. Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, is it ever too late to plan for retirement? The short answer is no. When we come back, some strategies to help you get ready for retirement, even if you're over 60. We are back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney, Joseph Lanza, and consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And of course, uh, they are fiduciaries, independent. Uh, you know, Eric's got a lot of experience. Joseph is right there. And uh, this is, uh, again, this is, I think, an important subject as well. You know, we just spent that time talking about crypto. But if you're 60, and I know that there are a lot of folks out there in that, you know, late 50s, early 60s, in a, in a panic mode because they don't think that they're ready and they haven't done enough. And But the bottom line is if, if you start, if, if you haven't done what you think is enough, there is time. And again, working with an advisor like you could really help put it together and make it happen. But, you know, Steve, it, it can happen. And we, we've had a lot of incredibly successful turnaround stories. Okay. But as people that have been strict, they've listened to our advice They've written a financial plan. They understand what they have to do, and they're sticking with the plan. They're not going off course because when a lot of people start to feel financially desperate, they start to backpedal, and we end up making very bad decisions like, now I absolutely have to invest in Bitcoin. Look at all these people that are making money. That's my way out. They're looking for that golden ticket into retirement. And they realize that, you know, maybe some years, hey, we, we all have issues. There's health problems. There's family issues. We get laid off. We lose a job, whatever it may be. But the fact of the matter is, is that when we get closer to retirement, we really have to start thinking about it in our early 50s. I mean, you know, and if you really get up to your 60s and you've kind of delayed that, it do, it's significantly harder to help that person. Time and compounding interest are on your side when it comes to any kind of investing. So when we go through this, we're going to kind of help you sh show you some ways that you can do that. But again, you've got to be strict about how you really feel about retirement. And there's a lot of times where I always say to people that are working deep into retirement, look, the bottom line is this, is that you're either working out of inspiration or desperation. And hopefully it's not desperation because you have to work. But the fact of the matter is, is that you want to be able to retire voluntarily if you can best um, do that. And that's really what we're trying to, to get people to take a look at. So uh, let me ask you this way. So if I've been a pretty good saver and, you know, I'm, I'm late 50s, let's say, and uh, I haven't ever done anything with those accounts, I haven't made a plan. I haven't. So can you 
at, at that age, can you take those accounts, if I've been a good saver, and say, all right, let's shape this into something that, that's going to help get you to retirement? Yeah. I mean, th there are two different things there. Savers are people who save a lot of money. I've never been a saver. I don't save a lot of money. Then there's investors who invest everything. I invest pretty much all of my money, um, whether it's in a tangible asset, real estate, the stock market, whatever it may be. And so, you know, a lot of people say, I have a lot of money saved. And then there's a lot, some people that say, I have a lot of money invested. Okay, great. They're literally two different kinds of people. And so one is willing to take risk to make more money, and the other one just wants to sock that away. So when the person comes in, I do have to figure out if they are a saver or an investor, because there is a huge difference about that. So if I'm a saver, can I become an investor? You can, but it's difficult. Okay. Right. I, I mean, it, it's kind of right. like a person that's had a million and a half dollar portfolio in real estate, and then they come in and they're like, I can't deal with this real estate anymore. I'm tired of these people, blah, blah, blah. I want to liquidate all my real estate and go to the stock market. They've had no stock market experience whatsoever. So now all of a sudden we have to carefully liquidate, which we're very good at. I think we're, we, we have a lot of experience in the real estate world right now. I personally own real estate. I love real estate. Um, so the bottom line is, is that we've helped a lot of people do this. The problem is, is that that real estate investor has never had the volatility of the stock market. And so while we're looking to replace phantom rental income that they're getting from their real estate, now we have to go into the stock market and still create that income for them. But if they don't have a lot of experience, plus they're significantly older, um, it's very difficult for them. The very best investor that I've had is someone who understands real estate, also understands the stock market, and they have a little bit of both. And so they can literally go, they can toggle between the two. Maybe they're gonna sell a property or buy a property. Maybe they're gonna sell some stock, buy some stock. But they understand the, how the dichotomy of how each one works. That's the very best investor. Now, when you have a saver and they go into the market, well, the first day they lose a dollar, they're like, ah, oh, I should have left it in savings, right? Meanwhile, inflation is ripping apart your savings account, right? And and the more the time more time goes by, the worse it's going to get. And, and savers just don't understand that. Sure, I, I love this uh, the the difference between a saver and an investor, and I, I think that's a lesson that a lot of us could learn. I think, and and um, one of the things that we talk about. So, in your portfolio, we talk about people want well, return on investment. I get that, but I think more importantly, in something that you've talked about many times, Eric, and that is standard deviation. And why do we need to know that? And just what the heck is it? Right. Standard deviation, it's a, it's a fancy word. It's really just a measurement of volatility in the portfolio. It's, and the financial industry is just like any other industry where they have all this lingo and these terms that they put on it and it confuses everybody that you know isn't in it or deals with it every day. But standard deviation is just a measurement that is measuring the volatility of the portfolio. It's, it's just another measurement of risk, essentially. So what this tells us is how much does your portfolio get whipsawed up and down when the market is volatile as well? So is it more risky than the market? Is it less risky? And you can actually put a, a number on that and compare it to a customized benchmark. And this is what our personal financial blueprint does for our clients. And it shows them whenever anybody comes in with a portfolio, we always run this personal financial blueprint report for them. And standard deviation is a huge thing that we look at. And it can actually give them a number and show them, okay, 
based on the measurements and metrics of your portfolio, you are taking on more volatility than the customized benchmark to you. Um, and in return, a lot of times it's actually that they're not even getting rewarded for that volatility that they're taking on. So it makes it a lot easier to you know look at it from a data standpoint with a number put on there rather than just saying, I feel like my portfolio is volatile or seeing a portfolio and looking at the investments and saying, yeah, that's too volatile for me. The okay. bottom line is that nobody likes volatility. So a good money manager has to look at the portfolio and say, how can we lower your standard deviation? Bottom line, we're trying to lower your volatility. That's what everyone is looking for. And so in a market like this, you want to lower your volatility while trying to raise that rate of return. And really, that's what you really need to pay attention to. The ingredients of the portfolio are really what matters. That's what really proves or separates a money manager from a licensed financial salesperson. And uh, so, you know, just some of these terms, Steve, is, is crucial. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, one of the things that hasn't been a factor, but it certainly is now, and especially, and I know you're getting a lot of uh, questions about it, and that is, how is inflation now going to impact my retirement, or is it? Yeah, we've been pre preaching inflation since 2001. Nobody really cared until three <laughs> months ago. Right. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, oh, my God, inflation's like a big deal. It's not a big deal. And Donna does a great job with all the financial plans, but we've already been running inflation every single year in the financial plan. And there's been some people in the past that are like, yeah, but you know what? Inflation's been zero this year. So you're factoring that in. Well, don't forget, when we factored it in five years ago, we were planning for today. And this is the one thing that people that do not have a financial plan do not understand. They don't understand that if your portfolio is outpacing inflation or considering inflation in the financial plan every single year, even when you have negative inflation, what about years that you have stagflation, hyperinflation, normal inflation? We've already factored in for all of those years. And we're already factoring that in for healthcare because we all know that healthcare is significant, that inflation is significantly higher. So we have to factor that in and we're already doing that. So there's a lot of people that our clients know that we've already considered inflation, but there's a lot of people out there, again, especially with savers, that are getting nailed with inflation, and now they're worried, but their their advisor never did any planning for them. Shame on that advisor. Right. Well, now we have to deal with shrinkflation, too, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, with, with all these new terms that are coming out. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, it's the beast of this industry. There's always moving parts. But I think people get very overwhelmed about all the moving parts to this. But really, if you tackle them every single year and you factor them into a financial plan, you're going to be just fine. But people get intimidated by that financial plan and don't really want to move forward. That's a huge mistake. Sure. Well, are you uh, are you familiar with shrinkflation? I am. So basically, what you if you bought a can of goods and it was an 18-ounce can of goods at $4, now they're repackaging it and as a 16-ounce but still selling you selling it to you for the same price as it was an 18-ounce. So we we all know when we were kids that box of cereal was much much bigger than it is now. The box is still the same, but the contents inside are significantly smaller. So that's really what we're looking at right now with shrinkflation. <laughs> well, all right. And again, I 
you know, I think like potato chips is a great example. They just put more air in the bag to make it look like it's full, yep. but it's really the biggest, not. The biggest illusion out there. <laughs> yeah. Air in the potato chip bag. <laughs> that and ice in my cup. I mean, come on. Dunkin' Donuts, I like know. an iced coffee, that yep. is the biggest scam in the world. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. They're, yeah. they're giving you a lot of ice. Yeah. And it's free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All right, folks. We got we got to take a break, uh, guys. Let's uh, let's invite folks to call and and uh, do just that. Whether you currently have an advisor or you have never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full blown financial plan review valued at over a thousand dollars and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it away to you complimentary with no obligation. Fantastic. This is it, folks. Make that phone call, 800-779-1942. Get on the calendar while there's still some spots available. It's a way for you to get a true, practical financial review. No cost, no obligation. You heard, Joseph, the next five callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll find that you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, the old saying, the more things change, the more they stay the same, is not necessarily true when it comes to retirement planning. When we come back, we've got common sense facts about retirement that we absolutely need to be aware of. WealthWorks Radio. We are back with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza on Consumer Advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, again, you can find uh, the website ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. Your website is chock full of all kinds of good stuff. I appreciate that, Steve. We're we're working on constantly upgrading it and uh, updating it and keeping relevant information on there, especially year to year. I mean, I mean, obviously, things change from year to year, and uh, people want updated information all the time. Sure. Well, I mean, this is something you you mentioned something in the in the opening there, Eric, where you said uh, come back with some common sense facts. Common sense, something that is sorely lacking in this country today. I think so. I mean, when it comes to money management, uh, you know, we get in the thick of things and common sense goes to the side. I mean, our emotions take over and we just do not make good decisions. We worry. We are a worrying society. And um, we talked last week about a book that I had sent out, The Psychology of Money. And, you know, we sent it out to our clients and uh, I I was in hopes that a lot of people would read it. And I was like, oh, maybe some I was actually surprised at how many clients have read it and have sent me back emails and saying, look, this is the part that I liked about it. This is what I got out of the book. And so it's going to be something else that we send out in our videos because there's so many good things in this book that we don't have to worry about money. There's people out there who have more money that will never spend it, never get to enjoy it, but yet they worry every single day about it. 
And, you know, the thing is, I don't worry about money anymore. I used to, and I'm not saying that I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it as much, I should say. Okay. Well, and, I mean, that's, that's really reassuring because that's something that we all worry about, like you said. Right. But like, and, and people say, well, Eric, you're a financial planner, you're an investment advisor. That's true. But I've also, I've also embraced the process. Like I've seen it through all of our clients. And when you go through the process and you're taking a look at different strategies and you're implementing those strategies over time, you're going to be just fine. And I keep, even on bad days, if I look at my personal financial plan, I'm like, ah, I'm good. Like I, I, I just don't have to worry about money. So when people just have investments out there, that is a scary part because you see your, your investments going down, but they have no other financial plan. They have no other um, piece of information that they can look at to know that they're going to be okay. And what people really want is to be free from financial concern. And, you know, it's interesting. I had lunch the other day with a good professional friend of mine. And, you know, she said, what's the struggle with people in retirement? And I said, you know, I said, they just don't pay enough attention to their money. They have opportunities, but they don't. And she told me about her husband who has two IRA rollovers still with the original company from over 20 years ago, and he's never looked at them. Wow. That's the perfect example of people out there. Do you realize the opportunity that he has lost inside those two accounts that he's never looked at, never managed, never maintained, never monitored, never even considered doing any conversions to it. I mean, it's got to be completely outdated and full of fees. And so, you know, while he doesn't want to take care of it, that's lost opportunity that you can never recapture. That's the person that I worry about. So again, when it comes to planning, there's a lot of different things that you can work on, but they're work. You have to take time out of your day, time out of your week to actually set an appointment with an advisor, come in and talk to them. That's really what it's all about, too, folks. 800-779-1942. Um, you, you talked about that book, The Psychology of Money, and uh, I just started in on that uh, on my commute. So I've got basically an hour a day, and so I'm about a half hour in. Great, yeah, great. It's good stuff. I mean, and the audiobook's great. Yeah, I, I, you know, the, the audiobook I'm sure is great, and I need to get back to audiobooks because it, it's, it really is a great way to listen to a book. Um, I, but I, I just, know you want to take notes. Well, I, I take notes just because I, I use a lot of that stuff for TV or radio or even in, in my classes. Um, um, but I mean, the, the book is just, it's just a fantastic book. And it just, if it gives you another way of thinking, it, it changes your mindset about money. And I think that that's what we need to do. Sure. Well, again, I think that's important, especially today with, I mean, it, everything is changing and it's changing very quickly. So it's important to, you know, have the confidence that you need to get into retirement. Right. Yeah. Um, so speaking of retirement, this is not your father's retirement. We've talked about that many times. And uh, in terms of, you know, working for the same company and retiring and the gold watch and all that, that's mm -hmm. just, uh, that just doesn't exist. No more pensions. No more, no more pensions. <laughs> no more great benefits up until 65, you know. So it's really about relevancy. And not only with 
not even just not having a pension, but with what, even if you look at what your father was invested in. And a lot of people are so stuck on these companies. And I've heard it uh, countless times where they say, you know, well, this company, you know, I have to keep it in there. My dad loved that company, this and that. And I can show them whatever, you know, performance reports I can find on this company. And none of it matters because the emotional tie to it is just so strong. And it's really, it's not relevant anymore. And a lot of people just get so fixated on this that, you know, it's they have this emotional connection or it's what their their father did or what they were taught growing up. And that gets into like investment behavior. And the book actually talks a lot about that, too, where we're wired to do these certain things. And it's so hard for us to break out of that. I mean, it's it's like. You know, have you ever caught yourself doing something that you realize like, oh, my gosh, I feel like my dad right now or <laughs> yes. like my dad used to always do that. And then you realize you're doing it as well. And it's subconscious. So you you just pick that up and you start doing it and you don't realize it. I feel bad for you, Joey, when you start doing things like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Eric? No, okay. Joey's dad's a great guy. I uh, mean, he, Joey comes from a great family. I mean, he, he really does. And, and Joey's very lucky because he's very close with all of his grandparents, very close with his sisters, um, they, they, and very close with his parents. And uh, But no, it, I know his dad. He's a very good friend of mine, actually. I've known right. John for a long time. He's a great guy. All right. Fair enough. I was just giving you crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as I am wont to do. Um, so uh, let's see. Um you know, Medicare is something that I know it becomes a reality, and as it does, it becomes kind of intimidating, but um, it doesn't cover everything, and that's the reality that we have to face. Well, and that's something that's changed, too. You know, everybody thinks that it's a long-term care product. It is not. I mean, there, there's boundaries that, you know, there's a line in the sand that stop, you know, Medicare stops and long-term care has to kick in, and there's a lot of moving parts to that. And we've actually have recently brought on a Medicare specialist because I really do believe that this in itself is a whole nother piece of retirement planning that I had no idea. I just thought you signed up for it and you're good to go. That is not the case. There's still a lot of decisions. There's still a lot of income decisions that have to be made for that. You have to be careful how much you make and so forth. So now we brought in a Medicare specialist and I'll tell you, Anybody at the end of the show can actually email us and we can forward those questions on to her and she can start answering those questions. It's incredible, the team that we're building. I mean, really, we want to have specialists on staff for everything that we absolutely need. And Medicare is another one of them. Well, that's a, that's really great news. And that, that's a relatively new thing for you, isn't it? It is. And, you know, I've struggled with it before. And and I'm going to be dead honest. I mean, when people come in and they're like, I have some Medicare questions, I'm like, I am not the one to ask. I mean, I'm an investment advisor. And, you know, first and foremost, I invest people's money. That's my forte. I don't know anything about Medicare. You sign up three months before the month you turn 65 and then three months after. That's all I know about Medicare. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's pretty pathetic, but that's not my that's not my specialty. That's sure. not what I'm licensed in either. Um, and, and Medicare specialists, by the way, are licensed people. I mean, they, they actually have um, I, I don't know exactly what they are, but they are licensed to sell those. And so, you know, you're not just talking to a salesperson. They actually have to go through training and, and get a license to do that. And again, it, it's something that you really do have to go into that eyes wide open. Yes, absolutely. And and it's and it's intimidating. I think that's great news that, that you've sort of expanded that way, but th- that's to your credit as well to just grow the business. So people don't have to go, you know, multiple places to get, take care of their retirement plan. It, 
Yeah, it's another piece of the puzzle that's overwhelming to people. And again, we don't want to do it, but we have to do it. And so if we can, again, make that a little bit easier, include that in the financial plan, get them set up for that, people are just thrilled about that. They they just want to know that they're covering all their bases. And, and again, I get that retirement planning is overwhelming. I get it. I mean, I see it every single day. But again, if you put together a process, and this is how we all stay sane in the office, is that we put people through a process and we understand the process. And when a new client comes in, you know, we're all asking each other, okay, where's the client in the process, which we know, you know, if we have to go to the next step or whatever, and that client understands that, okay, I'm going through a process, I'm going all the way from A to Z, everything's going to be included, and I'm going to be okay. And there's such a sense of relief after coming into the office for a lot of people. They're like, I, I should have done this five years ago. That's probably one of the biggest things that we hear. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people beat themselves up over it where they're like, man, I just wish, you know, and they, it's like they're, they're, you could actually see them being like depressed and like, I wish I came in five years ago. But what I always say is, well, at least you're not coming in five years later. Right. Because sure. a lot of times with these situations, if they did, there wouldn't be much to do that you could change it, right? Because a lot of these situations where, you know, it's it's right before retirement or whatever stage they're in in their life, if they wait too long, all the time that they wait is just lost opportunity to actually put to, put together a plan and strategies and, and these investments that actually fit their needs and objectives. Right. Right. And, and again, bottom line here, the, the, the takeaways we had into a break here is we are responsible for our own retirement. And, and it's just so important to have that coach that like what you guys do. Right. I mean, here's the bottom line. And, and this is such a good line here. You are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for your own retirement. So the thing is that a lot of times we are just simply advising people on how to live that life. When you come in, we're asking you, what do you want your life to look like? Let's plan it out. How can we actually make that happen? And when they see that plan come to life, they realize this isn't just a financial plan. This is my financial plan. This is my retirement. This is how I want my life to look like. And so now it's our job to maintain that lifestyle that they've become accustomed to. That's what people want. Sure it is. Well, and on that note, let's take a break. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw it out there for uh, folks to call in and get on the calendar. Whether you currently have an advisor or you have never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we will be giving it away to you complimentary with no obligation. Fantastic, folks. Make that phone call right now, 800-779-1942, and you will be able to then get a financial roadmap put together and, you know, kind of understand that it's complicated out there, but they'll bring it home for you, make it clear and easy to understand. It's a practical financial review, and it starts with that call, 800-779-1942. Five callers right now, get that comprehensive financial review. You're seeing where you are today, but more importantly, where you're going and how 
how you're going to get there. You're going to have a roadmap that'll help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, my favorite part, questions from you and answers from us. Stay tuned. We are back on WealthWorks Radio. It's segment four. That means it's Eric's favorite uh, part of the show where we get to uh, answer your questions. Uh, Eric is, of course, president of Retirement Wealth. And Joseph Lanz is here. Joseph is a fiduciary, works alongside Eric. And, uh, again, we're having a great show today. This is uh, We've covered some ground, folks. I think that, um, you know, this has been pretty enlightening for, for me anyway. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, throwing the Bitcoin out there, I think a lot of people do have a lot of questions on that. So I, I do like doing segments on that every once in a while. Um, and, and it kind of breaks away from the actual stock market. I mean, again, there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions, but I'll tell you this, it all comes down to planning, planning, planning. And it's like, without that plan, you have nothing. It's your asset allocation, your investments are 30% of the puzzle. I mean, You've got strategies, you've got planning, you've got tax reduction strategies, you've got income planning strategies that you have to think about. There's so many parts of planning that people don't think about. Accumulation is just one part. And again, with the markets falling apart like they are lately, they're not really, they're just doing what they do. They, they correct, they go up, they go down, they go sideways. This is just what the market does. But people are finally getting to an inflection point where they're like, I can't take anymore. You know, like, this is just too much. It's really not that bad. I mean, we're in a simple correction right now. That's about it. But again, there's a lot of people, a lot of our clients that are taking a look at their financial plan. Their probability of success hasn't changed that much. It's not going to change their life at all. All right. I like that. 800-779-1942. Let's uh, jump into some of these questions here, gentlemen, while we have some time. Amy is in Cape Coral, and she says, what's going to happen to retirement accounts in this falling stock market? I'm not living on them now, but I will be starting in September of this year. It's frightening to think about, but what now? Well, see, so here's the thing. I mean, if you're if your assets you're going to start using those in September, I hope you're prepared to start using those in September. And and what is the plan to use them in September? Um because I mean, if the markets come back, are you not going to worry? I mean, and and that's kind of my point about this whole thing about planning is like if the markets come back and they come out of their correction over the next two to three months, is it like, oh, okay, we're done now? Well, what about in another two years or another three years when the market corrects again? Because history has shown us since 1980 that the market has corrected every 2.9 years, but yet we forget about all those market corrections. So again, if if you're worried, you know, you're not using your money now, but you're going to be using it in September, you're also going to be using it in three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and you're going to have multiple corrections. How are you hedging? How are you able to live another day? How is your portfolio set up so that you can get through difficult times? And we're seeing a lot of people whose advisors still have them fully invested in this market. 
lousy alpha, which doesn't allow you to come out of the hole as good. And there's just a lot of bad things that are happening out there. So get a second opinion, Amy, and get a get an income plan done and also a full-blown financial plan done and really have a good look at your asset allocation and see how it's set up for you. All right. I like that. And uh, so, Amy, if you're interested, 800-779-1942 is the number. Uh, we move on. Air Earl is in Port Charlotte. Uh, he says, if a lump sum 401k withdrawal was taxed at the time of withdrawal, is that amount added to the entire annual income figure when filing federal taxes? If it is, seems like it's being taxed twice. How do taxes on 401k withdrawals work? Normally, when you do a lump sum 401k withdrawal, they're going to take out 20% uh, no matter what, pretty much. So we're going to withhold 20% of the lump sum 401k withdrawal. Now, how this works, let's just use an example of Earl has $100,000. We'll make it an easy round number. So then when he pulls out that 100000 20% is going to get withheld for federal taxes. So he really nets $80,000 off of that. When he goes to file taxes that year, he will see the $100,000 as income in his income taxes. However, there's $20,000 that has been withheld in order to pay for that $100,000 that was uh, taken out that year because it is taxable income. So they're really, it's not getting taxed twice because they are withholding it that amount um, for the taxes to be paid on it. So I think you think because it's getting taxed at that time, and then if it's reported, you know, your mind tells you it's getting double taxed, but really they're withholding it at first to pay for the taxes when you file. All right. Well, again, that makes sense. And again, it's just about thinking things through a little bit and, and uh, it gets back to what we said before about common sense. Right, exactly. I mean, you have to think taxes are very can be very tricky about what gets added to your actual gross income and you know what gets taxed at the time some people when they pull money out of a 401k they don't like to withhold taxes on it and this is also like with behavioral finance right some people want to over you know withhold the amount that's on it other people don't and you know for some people they don't care getting hit with taxes at the end of the year other people don't you know they they're looking for that refund so every time they pull out a distribution they're going to over withhold because they like the you know the government sending them a check in april so when somebody gets up in the morning and their choice is to come and see us and talk about whatever you just talked about or mm -hmm. go boat shopping which one do you think <laughs> <laughs> which which one do you think they're going to choose, right? I mean, yes. Why don't you ask Earl? Yeah, they're going to show they're going to choose boat shopping because people are like, "All right, that was so overwhelming." And that's what, you know, and that that's what people feel, right? I mean, they're just like it's so overwhelming, but when they come into us, we're really breaking it down into a much easier way that they understand it. And and and, and that's what people really want is they just want assistance in this stuff because they want to go boat shopping, right? And so, I mean, financial planning is not gripping it's overwhelming but it has to be done and and this can really change your life for the better and that's really what we're trying to help people understand sure and uh, again earl there you go 800-779-1942 um let's enjoy no uh, damien is in bonita uh damien says what fees should i expect for a normal mutual fund or etf are mutual funds fees typically higher than ETF fees? Is close to 5% too high? 
Well, well, right off the bat, 5% is extraordinarily high for a mutual fund. I mean, that is ridiculous. I mean, it depends on which mutual fund you're using, obviously. They are normally uh, more expensive or have higher fees than ETFs because ETFs normally just track an index or a sector per se, like the tech sector or a healthcare sector. So it's made up of all the healthcare companies or tech companies. A mutual fund is what people like to describe it as active management, which can be, you know, it, it's labeled as active management, um, meaning that the, the stocks within a mutual fund or bonds are actively getting traded so they, they can justify charging a higher fee. Now, a lot of times, you know, you ask, well, what is a normal fee on it? Normally, we see between, you know, 0.4% to 1% on a mutual fund. And a lot of times, it's not justified when you really look at the performance that they're True. getting on that mutual fund. So a lot of times, um, people come in with the heavy mutual funds and we run that personal financial blueprint for them, we show them all those expense ratios that they're paying, all those internal fees that they don't even realize, and then we're able to look at the performance right next to it, and it's like, well, now you're paying your advisor, whatever his fee is, plus the mutual fund fees, and you know, you're know you underperforming your own benchmark. So it's, it's pretty eye-opening to a lot of people. Of course, 800-779-1942. Um, again, it's always good to have that discussion about fees, isn't it, to understand. And, and that's one of the things that you do, too, is in terms of once you do that review, you dig in and tell us what those fees are that we may not even see. So the one thing that I want to reiterate about fees is when we offer you the personal financial blueprint at the end of every segment, this is something that we do for every new client. When we do the personal financial blueprint, you're going to know more than likely you're going to know more about your portfolio than ever before. But the one thing is we're going to discuss fees. And again, we're still seeing people paying ridiculous high fees in a lot of retail funds. And that's something that really needs to go away. Of course. Well, again, uh, we have had a jam-packed show, uh, and this has been a lot of fun. Great information. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time, Eric. Sounds good, Steve. Hey, everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. If you feel like you're in a financial no man's land or you're truly looking for a second opinion, let's take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, this is a great opportunity for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away. Absolutely complimentary. No obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you. The fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio and again, without any obligation. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan review, it's over $1,000 value. We'll be giving it away. Complimentary, no obligation. Call us today. Great opportunity here, folks. This is the last time today we're going to invite you to call 800-779-1942. Get a financial roadmap put together once and for all. And it does start with the call, 800-779-1942. There's no cost. There's no obligation. You'll get that comprehensive financial review that Eric just talked about, plus all the extras that go along with it. But more importantly, you'll walk out the door with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. And uh, Eric, as always, Joseph, this has been a fun 
fun show and great information as always. Steve, thank you so much. And everybody out there, thank you so much for the positive feedback we get from you every week. Remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Stay positive, test negative, have a great week, and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida. Insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interests, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions. 